everybody, welcome to the Better Dad Podcast. My name's Matt and I live in Southern California with my wife and three kids and our old dog, Jude. He's old because he's, he's almost 15 years old. In a couple weeks, he will be 15, which is crazy. He actually, he actually also has his own podcast, The Better Dog, The Better Dog Podcast. It's hilarious. Check it out anywhere you find podcasts. <laughs> okay, whatever. This is a podcast for dads that's all about growing as an involved and emotionally available father. This is just something I wanted to do to grow myself and to hopefully help others grow in the process. So thanks for joining in. Today, I am super excited about our episode because I got to talk to a leading expert in the area of parenting. And it's not an exaggeration to say one of the leading experts that's out there on this topic. Her name is Jennifer Kalari. She is an author, writer, speaker, and a full-time family and child therapist who is the founder of Connected Parenting. She's gonna explain to you what that's all about, but we got the chance to cover a wide variety of topics, really talking about one of the things that is the hardest things to do, which is connecting with and loving your kids and guiding them through those really difficult moments of like a meltdown or when when you were just ready to lose it with them and how to stay empathetic and loving in those moments when honestly, when they need us the most. So my conversation with Jennifer was so great that we turned it into two conversations and I talked to her again. And so this episode is part one of my conversation with Jennifer and next episode will be part two. So I would highly encourage you just to listen to the whole thing and learn from her. And if you can really pick up what she is throwing down, this could be life-changing for you. So here is my first conversation with Jennifer Kolari. Jennifer, thank you so much for uh, for joining me on the Better Dad podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, I, I first found you, you know, through my wife. Um, she introduced me to your work and um, I started listening to your podcast, especially at the kind of the beginning of quarantine. I went through a big running phase. It's kind of over yeah. now. <laughs> but I, would, I would listen to your podcast as I would run and um, really got a lot of value out of it. So so thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad. I'm so um, glad. So for, so for people who, who might not be familiar with you, can you just give us the, the quick introduction to yourself yeah, and connected parenting? Yeah. So, so I'm a child and family therapist and social worker, and I teach parents how to use language and empathy basically as medicine and using the science of love to really heal and calm their kids down. And I just find like kids today, are they're just sassier, right? And smarter. And they just have this huge counterwell and... I call them gladiators, right? That they're and they're the kinds of um, kids who are going to bust down paradigms and change the world, which we clearly need help with. Um, but parenting them is really tricky. So parents, parenting has gotten a lot harder in the I would say in the last twenty or thirty years for a number of reasons. Um, and so I give parents tools and using empathy and compassion, though, and really understanding that that is magic. It is a superpower. Learning how to deeply connect, and not just with your kids, with your wife, with your coworkers, with your neighbor, with your in-laws, it, it really is a superpower. Wow, that's beautiful. The, how did you describe it again? Empathy is the medicine? It's medicine, yeah. Using using empathy and compassion and language, like being really, and I'll, we'll go through this today, but like choosing your words um, because words have resonance and words have such deep meaning beyond what your brain interprets, the body interprets. 
um, that's just how the brain works, right? So using yeah. the right words can just make a conversation go from absolutely tanking and you know a disaster and screaming, yelling, escalated nightmare to a beautiful, deep conversation where real healing and real change happens. Yeah, nice. Well, so um, one of the one of the reasons I reached out and I really wanted to talk to you is I I saw um, I think on your Instagram, you know, a little video that was about basically role-playing and you guys like made a little skit yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like so I love that stuff because it's like so goofy but it's yeah. so relatable um yeah. I don't know maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll play it right now okay. if I don't okay. uh, sure. ex explain it to us what is what was that all about so what we so what's interesting about the technique the and I call it the calm technique that's actually how you use the language and choose your words and I walk families through how to do that and the thing about it is it 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 has to happen organically. Like I can't give people a script. So people often say, okay, just tell me what to say. What do I say again? You can't do that because it depends entirely on what the person you're trying to either calm down or connect with has said to you. So we often use role play and we had a lot of fun doing this. Um, <laughs> so you can show like, this is how it looks when you don't use the calm technique. And it's usually ugly and it gets, you know, people are screaming and escalating. You're not listening and I hate you. And it just kind of goes off. And then when you use the calm technique, you can see the person calming down. And what's so fun about those role plays, we had a great time filming those. Um, but what happens in that moment is it, the person playing the role play and the person you know, playing the parent, the midbrain, which is the part of the brain that reacts, it's the safety mechanism in the brain, can't tell the difference between a role play and something that's actually happening. So you are chemically calming down. And when you use this technique or method, um, what happens is oxytocin releases in the bloodstream. Oxytocin is a very powerful hormone slash neurotransmitter. It's actually a stress hormone, but the good kind. Yeah. And it actually chemically calms the person down, blocking cortisol. And cortisol mm. is the stress hormone that can cause you know long-term damage if you're stressed out all the time. Um, and the other thing oxytocin does, which besides blocking oxytocin, is it speeds up neuroplasticity. So it makes, makes you smarter makes you learn faster, makes you, you know, faster neural connections, basically. Nice. It strengthens the immune system. What could be more important than what we're going through right now, having a stronger immune system. Um, and you get the bounce back. So when, when the person that you're talking to is experiencing that beautiful flood of those reward chemicals, along with endorphins and um, natural opiates, you get the same, you get the same bounce back. That's why I'm telling you it's medicine. It literally is medicine, except that mm. it's free. You don't need a prescription. There's no negative side effects and it's just medicine for everybody. And hundred percent organic. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, I, in the, uh, in the role play that I watched, I mentioned like the, the first scenario of kind of the, the typical way of doing it just felt very relatable. And I, and even it might've been like an over-exaggeration, but it didn't feel like an over-exaggeration no, to sometimes me. Sometimes it's an under-exaggeration. There's lots of yes. households. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Last night, my, my, um, where my, uh, kids, I have twin girls and where they go to like dance gymnastics reopened this week. And they went last night for the first time. And it was like trying to get out the door and like eating before we left was, I felt like I was in the skit in like the before. <laughs> <laughs> like the way I was just like, well, why haven't you, where are you, your shoes are your job, you know? And yeah, um, yeah. yeah it just escalated and escalated. And so yeah. I, I need this calm technique for myself. Yes. So I would love it if we could, um, 
go through this. I would love if you yeah. just kind of guide me through what this absolutely. would look like in one of your workshops um, yeah, to role play sure. the calm technique. So, yeah, we'll break it down. So th let me say a couple of big things first to kind of frame it, and then we'll okay. get right into it, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun with it. So there's two parts to connected parenting. One is the calm technique, where you're you're using language as medicine, and that's very important. But there's an equally balanced other side to connected parenting, which is you're you're setting loving, predictable limits, hmm. and you're setting it in a very neutral way. So what a lot of us do as parents, and we all go there sometimes, but we end up operating. And let me back up for a second. Human beings only have two emotions, love and fear. Okay, that's it. Everything else like anger, bitterness, jealousy, that all falls under fear. Okay. So okay. when we parent from a place of fear, guys, please come on, just get your stuff. I told you, you knew we were leaving. That's all coming from a place of fear. Fear that we're not going to get there. Fear my kids are never going to learn to get out the door properly. Fear that I'm not going to be respected and understood. All just fear flooding, right? We don't we don't think that's what's happening, but that's what's happening. Hmm. When we line up with love and we're more neutral, right? It's knowing that you either need to set a limit, or maybe there's a consequence if they don't get out the door, or maybe they'll find out naturally what happens when they miss half of dance class because they were goofing around you know, not paying attention to what was going to be happening, but delivering that in a way like, I love you and I love you enough for you to be mad at me, but here's the consequence. And this is what happens. Feel that energy. And when you parent from that place of love, whether you're deep, compassionately listening or you're setting limits, it's going to work so much better. Hmm. And when it comes from a place of fear, your kids aren't going to buy it. They're like, well, pff, yeah. you're not in control. You're not in any more control than I am. <laughs> Why should yeah. I listen to you? Totally. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of the setup. Okay. And then, um, so, and, and the other part is being really neutral. So well, let's, so let's go through the scenario. Let's just break it down. So there's four things you're going to do when okay. you're using the calm technique. The first one is you're going to connect. Now that means connect with your child, but also connect to love, connect to that alignment where you're like, okay, am I about to say something that I feel like saying, or am I about to say something that my child needs to hear? And those, those are usually two very different things, hmm. right? So that you're actually in a place where your frontal lobe, the part of your brain that is taking perspective, inhibiting, motivating, organizing, prioritizing, that's the, the thinker, that's the CEO of the brain is in charge. And your midbrain, which is the run, something's going to get me, that part has actually turned off. Now, we often end up parenting from that part right. for a couple of reasons. One children don't have a frontal lobe yet. I mean, they do, but it's not up and running, right? right? right. So um, you're not actually a parent. You're not actually a dad. You're actually a substitute frontal lobe. Okay. <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. Right. And that's why parents say, why do I have to say the same thing 15,000 times? They've had a timeout 20,000 times for this. Why is this still happening? Because you are providing a brain function. Your brain is the inhibitor, the organizer, the, pro the, 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 uh, deciding what's what's important. Your brain is the one deciding to motivate and move and shift focus. Hence, why getting out the door to gymnastics was a bit of a nightmare, right? Because mm. the, you're providing that role as the frontal lobe. Their role is to push back. No, in a minute, you're mean. It's not time yet. And kids live in the now. Yeah. They don't, they're not thinking, oh, the traffic could be bad. Oh, this is the first time we've been here in a while. I might need a couple of minutes to get ready. Like they don't, that's, they don't think like that. That's a frontal lobe's job. That's yeah. your job. When they're adults, they'll do that. So you end up right away with this clash because children live in the now. Um, they also have very poor sense of time. So when you say, honey, get ready, 
like, okay, okay, I am, I will, I will, I will. And you come back five minutes later and they have one leg in their pants, right? And they're, and they're doing something else. They think you've come back 20 seconds later to bug them, but really you came, you came back five minutes later. Yeah. So they, they have a, they get, they get into a little bit of a time warp. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're, they're very much in the here and now. So that's the biggest setup. So the C is you connect to your own sense of alignment with, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come from a place of love here, not fear and connection to your child. I'm going to understand what they are experiencing and feeling in this moment. Yeah. Because if I come in screaming like the policeman, that's not going to jive with how they're feeling. The next thing you're going to do is A, and this is the affect matching. So if they're happy getting their stuff or trying to find the right hairband or <laughs> all excited and they're like in the whole world and you come in, what are you doing? You see how those two things do not match. Right. There's no emotional match there. There's no neurological match there. There, you feel completely entitled. Like, what are you guys doing? Seriously, I told you 15 minutes, I got to get ready. But to them, you only told them two seconds ago, first of all, in their time warp space. Yeah. And they're having a great time thinking about what they want to wear or, or whatever they're going to do when they get there. Right. So that there's a clash right there. And there's going to be a shock to the system for both of you because that's mm -hmm. not going to go well. So the affect matching, the look on your face needs to be similar to the look on their face. And mm -hmm. we'll go through the example in a second. Do, Next can you is, define affect? Can you define that? That's how your so how your face is showing what you're feeling. Okay. Right. So if they're like la 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 la, I'm having a great time, and you come in, what are you doing? There's no affect match. Hmm. If they're like la 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 la, I'm having fun. You're oh, what are you guys doing? You look like you're trying to pick the right outfit. See, there's a match. Right. And as soon as I did that, you even smiled. It's not even about you. You're not even your daughter, right? Right. But that's how it works, right? So then you have alignment. Now you have resonance. Now you have a converging field of energy instead of a conflicting field. And now you're going to get their attention. Right. Right. So that's the affect match. The next part is L. So this is listening. This is where you can paraphrase. You can summarize. You can clarify. And you can wonder out loud. All with the affect and all with the connection. And by the way, with your agenda, which is also the other part of the A, there's affect matching, but there's also your agenda. Guys, seriously, we have to go. Like, why do we, this happens every week. Well, and you're, you're upset when you're late and like that whole thing, that's our agenda. Yeah. You get to bring that back. The agenda is important because you are a frontal lobe, right? But in that moment, it's not gonna work. And you're just gonna get an escalation. You're mean, don't bug me, I'm fine, stop it. Why are you yelling at me? You're gonna get like a whole plethora of emotions back from them, none of which are going to help you get your children out the door. Right? right? And then the final thing, oh, actually, let me go through the listening part. So, so paraphrase, I can paraphrase. So let's say your daughter says, I'm coming, I'm coming. I just have to have the right hairband or my ponytail's not right or whatever is going on for gymnastics. That's a big one for girls. Right. The, the ponytail has to be right. Yeah, right. Um, so before you come to say, who cares? Fix it in the car. Let's go. You say, okay, what's going on? Like, tell, so your, your ponytail is just not working. You've done it, what, three times, right? So you see, so that would be a paraphrase. Hmm. Um, she could summarize, I, 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 I'm trying to find the right thing. I, I don't know what to wear. So you've got all this stuff and it's kind of overwhelming. You don't even know what you, to pick out of the clothes that you have. That's kind of overwhelming, right? So you're summarizing what she's, she just said to you. And you know what? And that also happened last week when you were getting ready for whatever, right? So you're also showing your children that you're listening, you're paying attention. You know what things are challenging for them and what are hard for them sometimes and what frustrates them sometimes. Um, you can, you, so you can paraphrase, you can say the exact same thing back just with a little bit of a different twist. So it doesn't sound like you're echoing back. 
Um, what's important to understand, and we'll go through this when we do the role play, no yeah. observational statements. So people who have been trained in active listening or empathic listening, which is a fine technique, but it's not mirroring. Hmm. Mirroring is where there's no, it sounds like, oh, that must be so frustrating. Oh, that must be so hard for you. Cause that just feels a teeny bit. Like if someone does that to you, doesn't it feel like a little bit like patronizing, like a little yeah, bit yeah. like techniquey kind of? Yeah, definitely. And smart kids will spit that back. Why are you saying everything that I'm saying? I just said that, right? They just, it won't work. Um, true mirroring is truly meeting the person where they are emotionally so that you get the release of those beautiful chemicals so that it bypasses the language center of the brain and hits the midbrain directly, which is a part of the brain that's freaking out basically. Yeah. So as soon as you say, it sounds like it must be, I'm hearing that, um, it has to go through the language center to get processed first. And second, they're gonna wanna say, you don't know what I'm feeling. You're trying to figure me out. I know what you're trying to do. Right. Right, versus what, are you kidding? That thing is here somewhere and just no, like, do you see the difference? Yeah. One, I'm kind of in it with her and the other one, I'm observing her hmm. as she's going through it. And it, the truth is, even if you accidentally use that, those statements, if the affect is genuine, yeah, which is the other part, if you're doing this to get them out of the door, if you're doing this to see if you're really good at it, um, if you're doing it to show that you're better at it than your wife, none of that's going to work. It, it will only work if it is truly genuine. If you truly suspend your agenda and you want to understand that little girl, it's so important for her to do whatever she's doing first before she gets to dance, you have to step into that world yeah. and be present with her first. And then you can get her moving. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the that's the calm method. That's Connect, calm method. affect, listen, mirror. Yep. That's oh. it. And that's one of the pillars of connected parenting. There's there's others, but that's sort of the big one. That's great. So so yeah, in one of your workshops, how do you how do you teach getting people um, to really wrap their heads around Sorry, my phone just went off. Um, so so usually what I'll do first, and we, you know, I, people can go back and listen to my podcast and stuff, but I, I yeah. do more about the science of it because some people will hear this and go, I'm not doing that. That's just going to make my kid feel like, you know, they can get away with everything. And why am I going to be nice to them when they're <laughs> being horrible? Right. Um, or, or if I do that, it's going to make them think everybody in the world has to do that. And the truth is people need to understand that this is what builds emotional shock absorbers. Hmm connection and being seen and heard, which by the way, is what any human being on the planet wants, right. builds emotional resistance, resilience, right? Internal strength. It thickens that skin so that what happens is who cares if the gym teacher yells at them? They feel so loved and so understood and so valued and so seen at home that the gym teacher can yell at them and they're like, you can yell at them. And they'll be like, Pfft. right. Right. It, it actually brings out this internal strength, which helps them handle whatever life throws at them and life can throw some doozies. Right. Yeah. So that's the first part. Um, and then the second part is if you see it as um, a reward, then you're missing the point. The point is to connect. The point is to understand. The point is to get not to agree right? Not to, it, it's not about agreeing. It's about getting, you can completely disagree with your child. Yeah. But totally get where they're coming from. And as you do this, here's the best thing. This is my favorite thing about this. As you sure. do this with your children and you raise your children this way, you don't have to sit down and teach them how to do this. They will naturally start doing this with their friends. Hmm. They will naturally start doing this with their, with their peers and with their teachers. 
it is an incredible life skill, a communication skill that children will just learn because this is how you're parenting them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, I'd love if we could, uh, you know, dive into some of this, this role play. I mean, you mentioned okay. that's, that that's let's, like the way to really get your brain, the neuroplasticity, yeah. as yes. you said. Um, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to pick, I guess, pick one daughter. Okay. Maybe whoever gives you the hardest time. Okay. Um, maybe tag team. A lot of kids. I, swear I also have, have a son. I have, a, I have an oh, eight. Oh, do you? <laughs> I swear that kids have meetings and they're like, okay, I'll take two to four. I'm going to be a nightmare from then. And then, okay, I'll take, I'll take after dinner. Right. It's almost like one of them has to be the, the, you know, the, the one causing the problem. And the other ones are like so good. I know. Like, right. A little true. energy thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I should mention one other thing before we dive into the, the role play. Yeah. It's also important to understand because kids don't have a frontal lobe, um, they, they push back at you. They, they want the reaction. So when we freak out, when we finally snap and we yell, they are getting a blast of adrenaline. Hmm. Adrenaline is a stimulant, just like ADHD medication, just like Concerta or Vyvanse or Ritalin. It actually lights up the frontal lobe, yeah. letting the frontal lobe do its job. So kids will often feel a little better after we've gone off. They're medicating themselves on us, by the way. Okay. We're a dish rag on the floor. We're exhausted. We're like, oh my God. But yeah. they're like, oh, dad's really mad. Now I know I have to, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. it's really interesting. So we have, that's why being neutral and lining up with love is so important because we end up being part of the dynamic if we are calm and calm and calm and snap. Yeah. Right. And then right. we don't want to snap. And we all snap from time to time. And the other thing about the calm technique, which we're going to jump into right now, is you can do it after the fact. So let's say you just lost it and you right. screamed and yelled all the way to dance. And then they went into dance and you do what most parents do, what most dads and moms do. It's like, I'm the worst parent. Right. Not who I want to be. I don't want to yell anymore. Right. Um, so they come back and you're like, you know what, guys, you were just trying to get ready and you wanted your hair to look good and you wanted to have, and you're so excited to get back to dance. And I just lost it. That yeah. was just ugly. You can mirror after the fact. You can use this entire technique to repair. Hmm. Okay, because you're gonna blow. We all do. I do. Like it's right. the, what I love about connective parenting is it's so real. Like it's just you're human. Yeah, yeah, very relatable. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. I got. I okay. have, a, I have a, a person in mind. I have a kid in mind. Okay, good. So 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 <laughs> set us up. Let us know what the scenario is. Okay. Um, can I just use last night scenario? Yeah, the, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm my daughter needs to get out the door to a dance class. It starts at six. Um, they kind of just got home. All three kids got home from a friend's house that they'd been at for the afternoon. Um, and she needs to eat. Um, and I'm trying to get her to eat something. Um, and I'm trying to get her to change clothes. Um, and so that she can be on time. And I know that she's late. Like it's already, she's late. Um, yeah. and it's the first class. Um, and you know, there's extra stuff cause you got to take your temperature and <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so, yeah. so I'm stressed about that and right. she hasn't changed yet and she doesn't like any of the food I'm offering. Of I'm course. offering lots of options and yeah. they're all terrible. Mm -hmm. And she says the only way she'll go to dance is if she can stop and get Starbucks for dinner. Oh. Okay, she's got conditions. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And okay. I and I lost it, and my wife took over, and I left. Okay. So well, first of all, I, lo I love that because sometimes as a parent, 
there's just so much happening. You just can't do it. And you have to know when to tag out. Yeah. Right. And often what happens is we, we're like, I got this. It's fine. And we won't let our spouse take over. But here's the trick. If you're really angry and it feels fantastic, what's coming out of your mouth, you've lost it. Right? <laughs> you're wrong. It yeah. should feel very restrained. It should feel, you should feel yourself pushing that stuff back down. That's how you know your frontal lobe is working. Okay. Okay. So I get it. There's a whole scenario. And and also kids, when they've been coming from a play date or they have a number of things going on, they have to have these explosions before they can transfer to the next thing. Yeah. A lot of kids have trouble with transition, right? And there's a lot going on for this little one. And she's probably excited to throw that in the mix. Okay. Yeah. So you're right away, you're operating from a place of fear because you're looking at the clock. She's not moving. And I swear to you, kids have this internal thing built in where they move extra slow they put their sock on like this when you're standing there i they, right. i know they do it they tell me they do it because i work with kids yeah okay so how about this i'm going to be your daughter okay okay you're going to do exactly what you did last night and what every parent listening what every dad listening is would probably do okay because yeah. the the calm technique is counterintuitive it is the exact opposite of okay. what your brain is going to tell you to do okay right. so we're doing the before right okay. now so okay. I'm your daughter. What's her name? Charlotte. Or make, Charlene? Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Charlotte and I'm six and I've okay. had a play date and I do want to go to dance, but not right now. Okay. And the food's gross and you're the dad trying to get me out the door. Okay. So let's just ad lib this. Let's just, let's just, let's just go with it. Okay. So I'm doing something. I don't know what I'm doing, but you start. Char, it's time. We have to leave in like five minutes. I'm coming. Minutes. I'm in a minute, in a minute. Not right now. I'm fine. I but if we we if we don't actually start Dad, getting ready like right now, I have to find my like... hairband. I will just stop it. Stop it. I'm coming. Oh, okay, but I, then let's find your hairband. Where did you last see your hairband? I don't know where the hairband. You did you move my hairband? No, you probably I... moved my hairband. No, where, I don't know where it is. Sure, you are in charge of your headbands. You are the CEO of headbands I... in this family. I don't. Never and... mind. I, I'm going to do something else. I'm not. I'm coming. Just stop bugging me. Stop bugging me. Stop talking to me. Okay. Well, honey, I'm just trying to get you to eat. You also I don't like, like everything you gave me, Daddy, is gross. Look at my dogs. They're like feeling my energy. My dogs <laughs> they're, are, they're like trying to help you out. <laughs> they're like, it's okay. Mommy's okay. So These are all like verbatim things I think I said. <laughs> right. like, I hate the food. Everything you gave me is gross. It's disgusting. I can't eat any of that. You, you know I you don't have, like You have to eat something before you go. Or I you can't will not eat have... anything because it's gross. Okay, can you see what's happening? What's happening? Yes. Right? <laughs> it's just escalate. Yeah, nothing. Escalate. Uh, in fact, my dogs are feeling that energy, right? Yes. So, so it's all fear. Yeah. It's all chaotic. Yeah. It's all this. I, and nothing, I'll tell you right now, as Charlotte, not one thing you said to me, not one, made me want to move. Okay, yeah. Okay? And as the dad, which you don't even have to imagine because you lived this last night, what was going on for you? Yeah, just like mounting anger and anxiety about, yeah, the timing and powerlessness, probably, yeah, right? Yeah, powerlessness. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that happens a hundred times a day as a parent, by the way. Yeah. It's I such might fun. have, I might have swore. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which then you just feel really bad. Of course and, you do. Yeah. And yeah. 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 And it's it so the thing too is like parenting is so hard. It really is hard. Even with like ordinary regular kids who aren't even particularly, you know, gladiators as I call them. It's yeah. just hard. It's like moving a boulder uphill all day long and then it rolls down to the bottom the next morning and you push it up the hill again. Right. And then often in a couple, you you tend to polarize sometimes, like one ends up being the tougher one. 
And one is the one who's like, never mind, it's okay. And then yeah. you end up compensating for what you believe is a weakness hmm. in the other one's parenting. So the tougher one gets tougher and the softer one gets softer. And then it's all confusing to the kids, right? Yeah. So let's try this again. Okay. Let's use the calm technique. This time you're going to be Charlotte. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to be uh, you using the calm technique. Okay. All right. So let's start. Charlotte's doing her thing. Okay. And I come in and say, hey, baby, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just I'm just playing with my fidgets. Oh, let me see. Let me see them. They're oh. so cool. Oh, okay. that's so cool. I forgot you had that one. That's uh, pretty yeah. cool. This is a new All one. Right. I got it today. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that you mm -hmm. have that. You have like a little collection too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I know it's good for your brain. And I know you're probably not going to love what I'm going to say next. But I also know that you love dance. Yeah. And my job is to kind of watch the time. Your job is to be a kid. I noticed that the clock says we should probably get getting ready right now in order to be a dance on time. What do you think about that? Yeah, we should. <laughs> you can't even fake that. Like, honestly, your kid will, this is what's so crazy about this. And I get emails about this all the time. It's like, yeah. what is this? I remember hearing a story of a family, they were, their kid was in swim class. Yeah. And the kid was freaking out because the bathing suit wasn't right. And, and, and the mother did that. And the other person was like, oh, did you read Connected Parenting? And they're like, yeah. It's so cool. That's it really great. does. Now it won't always work. Sometimes they're in a vortex. Yeah. But but tell me why that worked. How did you feel as Charlotte? Yeah, I felt um I I felt a calmness. Like there was definitely and I I didn't say calmness because it's the calm. <laughs> I, that's why I called it that. Because yeah, you did. You did. gentler, gentler energy. Yeah. And right? it was I guess inviting. Like it felt like you were like inviting me in to be a part of what you were doing by saying like, hey, you get to just be a kid, you, I, but it's my job and I'm kind of inviting you in to, uh, to be a part of what I've got going on here. Yeah. Um, it felt inviting. Yeah. So there was nothing for you to resist. Yeah. There was nothing for you to yeah. push back on. Yeah, that's right? right. And if I'd suddenly said, what are you doing? Put that fidget toy down, let's go. Yeah. Immediately, never mind Charlotte, you as the role playee will want to push back on me. Right. Because that's how human beings are. We don't, we like our sovereignty. We like our agency. We like to feel like we have control in our lives. We don't like to feel like we're being told. Nobody does. Whether you're six or 66, it's the same feeling, right? Yeah. We think sometimes that because they're kids, they feel things differently, but they don't. It would be exactly like if your wife came in and said the exact same thing. What are you doing? What are you doing on your iPhone? You've got to go. You've got to take the girls. I've told you this 50,000 times. Would you say, oh, okay, honey, let me get yeah. ready? No. You'd say, don't talk to me like that. Who right. do you think you are? You're always – that's what we do, right? Yeah. So it's no different because they're six. And if we take this apart, there were a few things that I did there, right? Remember I talked about words and language. I didn't say it's time to go. That's an order. I said mm -hmm. I looked at my clock, and the clock is telling me it's time to go. Can you mm -hmm. feel the difference? Yeah. It's yeah. such a subtle difference, but it's this narrative technique, right? where you're kind of taking yourself out of it. And this takes practice. Like people who are listening, well, I will say this, even the clumsiest attempt at this can work some magic, but when you actually practice this and get really good at it, it changes everything. It really does. And it builds emotional resilience. It gives your kids those shock absorbers. It gives you confidence and strength. You know, when you're a parent and you're like, before you walk in, you get that pit in your stomach and you're like, oh, yes, this is yeah. not gonna go well. I already know how this is gonna go, right? Totally. So you end up parenting, and that's what I mean by parenting from a place of fear. 
And when you parent from that place, the energy that you're sending out to your child is you're not in control, right? So the analogy that I use all the time is think about being a passenger on an airplane. Hmm. Okay. And let's say the captain and it's terrible, bumpy, terrifying flight and you're white knuckling it. You're scared to death. And the the captain decides he's going to walk down the aisle and go, Hey everyone, like, do you think we should go 30,000 feet? Or I could maybe go 28,000 feet. Like, what do you guys think? How would you feel as a passenger? Are yeah. you nuts? Are you crazy? <laughs> I, don't ask me. I'm a passenger. Go fly yeah. the plane. Are you going to have any confidence in that pilot? Not yeah. at all. Let's say for the sake of argument that the cockpit door is open and the captain's in there screaming and yelling. Why is this red button flashing? And I don't know why the control tower is not answering me and they don't pay me enough for this job. And you're sitting there listening to the captain lose it. Hmm. Are you going to trust him? Are you going to yeah. feel safe? Are you going to feel like you're in good hands? Absolutely not. Right. You want Captain Sully. Remember the guy that landed the plane on the Hudson River? Yeah. You want someone who is in charge, who is unflappable, who knows exactly what he's doing, who is basically lined up with love, love of his job, love of his passengers, love of that airplane, and a trust that he's going to get you through that tur- turbulence, right? Mm. Now think about us as parents. How often are we either screaming, yelling, and losing it, right? Often. Um, often. <laughs> um, or or we go into the parental, you know, fine. You know what, Fine eat the whole box. Let's right. I don't care. I yeah. can't do that. Right. We either, we swing from one to the other. Yeah. Right. And, and we sometimes get very chaotic and very disorganized with each other as a couple hmm. as well, which ends up, you know, you end up arguing or bickering in front of the kids. And then the kids also feel like, Oh my God, they're not, they can't even get it together with each other. <laughs> how are they, how are they parenting me? Right. So they look at us and they think, dear God, these people are in charge. I'm in yeah. trouble. Right. Yeah. And it also sort of, um, if you think about sort of, Without this sounding negative, you have to kind of be the alpha, but in a loving, uh, predictable, meaningful way. Kids don't want to have all that power. They do yeah. not. I work with kids all the time. They tell me that all the time. Right? So yeah, it's finding sense. it's finding that place of neutrality. And when you blow it, and I say when, because you will, now sure. you have this amazing technique to repair and get back. And then every day you try to do better than the day before. Right. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of using it in repair because I feel like, I feel like that's the place where you can practice. Like in the moment, it sounds hard to like learn the skill and like it implement it, but yeah. being intentional about like coming back with the repair to, to mm. use, to use this method, like then you get to like practice it and like actually yeah. think about it. And it's like practicing it in real yeah. life. It's not just role playing. It's like real right. practice. Absolutely. And, um, and you can really go back like and that. think of the perfect statement, right? Which is very difficult to do in the beginning. This is, this yeah. is a counterintuitive technique. It's a very challenging technique. It's completely worth it. Mm. Right. And the other piece too, I, when I came in and I spent a little bit of time with you with the fidgety toy, yeah. like a lot of parents would say, I don't have time for that. Yeah. And my answer is you don't have time not to do that. Right. Because we already saw how it looked when we didn't do it. Yeah. Right. That's when your kid's going to be running around and then they finally get the other one ready and then the other one's not ready. And then you, you, by the time you get to the car, yeah, you're beside yourself. Right. So you're putting that energy in at the beginning hmm. of the interaction. And Got then it. you get the payout, which is yeah. that everybody gets out the door, maybe not that much faster and maybe a lot faster. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say probably 90 to 95% of the time, it'll work as well as it worked when you and I did it. Hmm. Honestly, yeah. it will. You know, the, the rest of the time, the child is in a vortex. And what I mean by that is they're freaking out. Their frontal lobe is offline. They're basically a giant amygdala, which is a part of the brain that's just responsible for a fear response. And they've just kind of lost it. Hmm. 
And in those moments, you can just usually keep mirroring and that will calm them down. Sometimes they may want to hug. You have to kind of change your energy though a little bit because if you're like this and they're like this, it's never going to work. You want to bring your energy to a place of centeredness and calm and then they'll start to calm down. And sometimes they need to just cry it out. Like often with six-year-olds, if they've had a busy play date yeah. and you're rushing through dinner, they need to have a meltdown. They need to discharge their energy that they've collected during the day because they're overwhelmed. Hmm. This, is, this happens all the time. Kids melt down because they're hungry. So I suggest feeding them every hour and a half to two hours with a protein, Yeah, right? Which makes a huge difference. That right. changes behavior right there because they're tired. So they either they're not sleeping, they're getting to bed early enough, or they're just tired from a very busy day or they have to poop or they have to pee. It's one yeah. of those usually. That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Or they just don't feel like they have power. I'm remembering one other factor before uh, dance class is she came home from her friend's house with a bag of gummy worms. Candy, sugar. <laughs> yeah, she was also having a sugar crash. Totally. Right, yeah. at the same time. But yeah. it, but it's really common for kids at that age to have not necessarily daily meltdowns, but, but after a busy day, sometimes they need to discharge that energy by having a meltdown. Yeah, and she's a little, she's, she's nine, um, but it, it feels... The same. Even even at yeah. nine, if you yeah. have an overwhelming day. And the other thing we have to remember, because we're recording this at the time of the uh, pandemic, right. there's also a, a, a heightened amount of like being out in public and going back to normal and totally. And never mind how many screens they've been on. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. But there's an extraordinary amount of time that kids are on screens now because school, first of all, and lots of things have been online and their friends, they can't get together with their friends the same way. So they're not even getting that energy out in a normal way. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I, I forget that. That's like, I mean, just the, the fact, I mean, it's anxiety inducing for us as adults to all of, of a sudden be like, oh, we're going into like a public place and a building with a lot of people. And we've just been saying for last year, we shouldn't do that. And now we're I doing know. it. Absolutely. And like, but our kids are just, we're just throwing them in. We're like, go we're to gym class. And yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of kids actually lately who were not particularly afraid of being around other people or going into public or going back to school that are, are really struggling with that now mm. who didn't before. So anxiety is generally up. I mean, kids are kind of feral right now. I work yeah. with families from all over the world. I, I have a parenting online parenting course. So, and we do a, an online coaching. I do a coaching call with them once a month. So I get to hear people from all over the planet and they're all basically saying the same thing. Who is my child? It's like, they've gone feral. They're like wild. And I think it's because they're not on their teams and they're not outside playing as much. And they're not going to play dates the same way. Like a lot of the things that they were able to discharge their energy has been not available. Yeah to That's them so and they're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you. Thank you so much for You're doing very this. Very welcome. Me. This was this fun. Was, yeah. It was a treat for me. It was, it was awesome. Thank you for the free therapy session, basically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people listen and they use it. Honestly, I get emails all the time about how this changes everything in the yeah. house. Really. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I don't mean to like, you know, dog on dads, but you know, we tend to like, like I said, I found out about you through my wife and that I feel like that tends to be the story. Right. Um, and so I, I specifically wanted to chat with you just um, bring for, it to dads. Yeah, for more dads to be able to hear this this method and just like you said, the 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 magic and the medicine of empathy and using this method. Um, I think it's really well, cool. And I have so. to say this because I say this to my dads all the time that I work with. When it. dads use the calm technique, it's triple powered. Hmm. I don't actually know why, but when the dads actually do the calm technique and also the baby play. And if people are interested, then they can listen to my podcast. But when you just take a few minutes and like rub noses and tickle, and I don't mean roughhouse, which is great. That's adrenaline play. And that can be great. You can do that in place of tantrums, actually. I'm talking about tender, 
you know, nose rubbing, just gushy stuff and the calm technique. It, it is extra high powered when mm. dads do it. That's great. Well, I think that that's a great note to end on dads. It can be awesome. triple powered. Absolutely. Uh, do it. So, yes. so thank you. Um, and everybody, you can, you can find Jennifer online. It's connectedparenting.com, correct? Connectedparenting.com. Yep. And I've got, uh, and there's my podcast connected parenting, connected parenting. I also have another podcast called the comedy, the mental health comedy podcast. I saw that. Yeah. Isn't it, it's a lot of fun. I, I do I it with Ed Krasnick. He, we interview well-known comedians and entertainers about their mental health, about awesome. their mental health. And every single episode is full of strategies, things you can do to actually feel less angry, feel less anxious, feel less depressed. And then we have the online parenting course, which is a lot of fun. It's a great community. And then my books, which are out there. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on and chatting with me. And everybody go go find Jennifer online. Check her out. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you've made it this far, I would really appreciate if you gave us a subscribe and maybe a review on the Apple Podcasts. It's fun to do, it's fun to make, um, and I really appreciate you guys listening and contributing by subscribing and giving a little review. It helps out a lot. So thank you, and again, tune in next episode for my second conversation with Jennifer Kalari. It's really, really great, and I can't wait to share it with you. Thanks.